Hoopball Podcast listeners. Are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. The following is a Hoopball presentation. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, hi, hello there. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of NBA Today. I am, as always, your host, Corbin Ford. Today is Tuesday, the 12th, when I'm recording this, of May. And, you know, I thought I'd do something a little different here. Something shorter, most definitely. But, um, you know, the NBA season seems like it'll be coming up very soon. Then it doesn't. You know, we don't know. But I figure, you know what? I can't wait any longer. I have to at least start thinking about the off season in regards to this podcast, because I've been thinking about it for a long time now, and, you know, maybe producing some content on the podcast that relates to the offseason. You know, evaluations of teams as we, you know, get set for that, maybe teams that aren't making the playoffs, whatever the case may be, and I decided to do a new feature, unleash a new feature uh, to you all, and it is called, wait for it, wait for it, okay, I'm just kidding, it's called Just Three Things. Yes, that's right. I am going to boil it down, each team's off-season plans, into like a three-point synopsis. That's what the whole point of just three things are. Whatever the case may be, just from the valuation of the team, the way they performed, personnel, the front office, whatever the case may be, think about it some. You know, use the classic Corbin uh, brain and, and try to figure out three questions or three things that are topics of either excitement, concern, or just general points to look out for when it comes to a certain team. So I decided, you know, I'm, I'm living in Arizona, a Phoenix area. Let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. So the inaugural Just Three Things segment will be focusing on three potential question marks for the Phoenix Suns this offseason. Uh, just before we get started, want to let you know, follow me at CorbinNBA, necessary plug, got to get that through. Follow just the lovely organization HoopBall at HoopBallTweets on Twitter and Hoop-Ball.com on their lovely website, not only for any content written that they may have, but their huge assemblage of podcasts that they produce, some team-specific, some fantasy-focused that you can look at and enjoy and really gain a lot of interesting information from. Just in general, yes, the season isn't happening right now, there is no lack of of learning to be had so definitely make sure you check that out also brought to you by mybookie.ag look at them as well just because there aren't any major sports being played doesn't mean that there aren't other things that can be waged on from anything from reality tv shows to the nathan's hot dog eating contest these are all things that can be waged on okay if you watch any of the last dance and you've seen michael jordan with any betting that he's done he can find the most arcane things to place wagers on and now through mybookie.ag so can you especially if you want that 50% deposit match all you gotta use is promo code today as in NBA Today this lovely podcast that you're listening to here so uh, definitely use promo code today to get that 50% deposit match from mybookie.ag and who knows we might have some basketball coming up real soon for you to put your money on that front okay so 
The NBA has been on pause for two months now, and honestly, it feels like it's been even longer. With all this time being home, teams have been in a standstill as well, with basically all team activities and offseason plans, unfortunately, on hold. Even so, it's never too early to look ahead, and with the Phoenix Suns having played 65 games, there was a large enough sample size as a resource to comb through three potential question marks for this team this coming offseason. So we're going to start with the first one. Can the Suns get their power forward of the future? I'm not even going to lie to y'all. This was a relatively easy question. With Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton as the potential cornerstones of this franchise, alongside other potential long-term pieces such as Mikel Bridges, Kelly Oubre, and Ricky Rubio, the wing at center positions for the Phoenix seems capably held. Power forward is a position that the Suns would like to show up for the long term, and acquiring one that could play effectively on both ends of the floor should be considered a priority. Heading to the season, the Suns had Dario Saric manning that position, and although he had his moments, he averaged a career-low 10.1 points per game. He's already 26, he's entering restricted free agency, and we can't forget that the Suns possibly were already shopping him for a first-round pick as early as February. It might be safe to surmise that Saric is not the answer. Bridges or Ubre can play that role, but their versatility is in being able to swing between both four positions as matchups and needs desire, and to play either person there long-term might not be ideal. Frank Kaminsky can play there, but he's much more of a center, and with the Suns holding a team option over him, there isn't a guarantee that he'll be wearing the orange and purple once the 2021 season rolls around. So, what options do the Suns have? Well, one big potential answer could lie in the draft. Whenever it is that the 2020 NBA draft rolls around, like I said, whenever that is, the Suns have very good odds of landing a top 10 pick as everything is currently constructed. If that luck holds true, then the Suns should be watching close tape on Obi Toppin. Toppin is a high-flying 22-year-old from Dayton who averaged 20 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 assists on 63% shooting from the field, 39% shooting from 3, and 70% from the free throw line. He is a great dunker and a terror in transition, and he can also step out and hit the long ball. At 22, he's not necessarily young for a prospect, but he will fit right in age-wise alongside Booker, Aiton, Bridges, and Oubre. Defensively, Eh, that's a totally different story. And having Topin and Aiton as your backline defensively doesn't exactly inspire confidence. But regardless, Topin is a very intriguing candidate. Other prospects in the draft that could be considered are Paul Reed or Precious Achua. Two high-motor, rim-running bigs with more potential on the defensive end. So, they would definitely help shore up that side for Phoenix if Phoenix so desired that skill set. If a trade is more in line with what Phoenix wants to do, how does Aaron Gordon sound? Now, the twice-miffed dunk contest runner-up hasn't exactly lit the world on fire outside of All-Star Weekend after another mostly disappointing year. However, a change of scenery with a faster style of play could do Gordon some good. Imagine the spacing he'll have with Booker, Oubre, and, and, and Bridges around him. And if Aiden, who's also in that group, ever stretches out to three? Oh boy, I don't even want to think about that. The Suns have already targeted Gordon just this past trade deadline, and who could fault them? For a player goal averaging 14 points, 7 rebounds, and 3 assists in his 6th season at only age 24. It's certainly intriguing. He's also pretty solid on the defensive end. Not a standout player like a Jonathan Isaacs, but definitely knows how to hold his own. And that adds more to the intrigue and, and, and the, the wonder that surrounds Gordon with the Phoenix Suns. No matter what avenue the Suns take to address this need, it is important that they see the power forward position as that necessary piece needed to complete the championship puzzle. Like that, guys? You like that, ladies? You like that? No? Okay. I tried it. Piece of the puzzle's old as day anyway. Anyways, next question. Where is the next Suns point guard? 
in the 2019 offseason, the Suns were able to sign the first true point guard they've had since the Goran Dragic, Eric Bledsoe days way back in the 2010s in Ricky Rubio. Rubio put up a very solid season for Phoenix with 13.4 points, uh, 6 rebounds, and 8.9 assists on 41% shooting from the field, 35% shooting from 3, really good for Rubio, and 85% shooting from the free throw line. He also gave the Suns a steady presence throughout, showing just how important it is to have even a competent floor general on the floor for a basketball team to reach anything close to its fullest potential. No offense to my guy Isaiah Cannon. However, Rubio is already in his age 29 season, and he'll be 32 by the time his contract expires. Now, don't get me twisted at all. Being 32 is by no means the end of a basketball career, but it is clear that long-term, Rubio will not be cemented as a Suns starting point guard. Just not going to happen. I do not see him there starting for the Phoenix Suns in the year 2025. And if you do, something might terribly be wrong for the value of the Sun. Just saying. All right? Now, unfortunately, between Ty Jerome, Javon Carter, and L.A. Okobo, it is difficult to see among those candidates the next great Suns guard. Okay, so obviously there's a hole there. Fine. How can Phoenix fix it? We can probably rule out free agency. Fred Manvliet is intriguing and definitely looks ready to run his own team after learning on the great Kyle Lowry and just establishing career highs in most categories this year. But after that, the pickings are pretty slim. A Dragic return? Pretty unlikely, especially at age 34 and this being his third potential go-around in Phoenix? I think's not. Dito for an Isaiah Thomas reunion. DJ Augustine, Rajon Rondo, and Jeff Teague are more stop gags than anything else and rather poor ones at their stages of their careers. And Chris Dunn? Now. Just, just now. So again, it looks as though the Suns can look forward to the draft for the lead guard that they seek. Fortunately, this draft does have quite a few potential lead, potential lead guards. From LaMelo Ball to Killian Hayes. From Cole Anthony, who's the first UNC player in the last 20 years to begin a season with three straight 20-point games, to Tyrese Halliburton, who, for my money, is the best creator in this class. Any of these guards can have the luxury of attempting to contribute immediately while also learning under a master teacher in Rubio to even further enhance their abilities. The draft could be the perfect place to find this much-needed talent. Regardless of where Phoenix sees himself going, a point guard in the wings to learn the Rubio, it would be a great asset to have, but it's also a necessary one if they're going to continue their growth and development into a Western Conference contender in the coming years. And finally, this is really the last question, sort of a, a, a cop-out one, but not really if you ask me. Is this the offseason Phoenix finally puts together? Is 2020 the year that the Suns get that 2020 vision? No, I know, listen, I'm corny. I had to, I'm sorry. Devin Booker is chomping at the bit for a chance to make the playoffs. And with him in his fifth season on his second contract, the clock is ticking and the Suns are on it. The 2019 offseason was a transcendent one in regards to picking up pieces that gave the Suns a little more legitimacy and put out a more competitive product on the floor. However, even with all of that, if the playoffs are to start right now, the Suns will be on the outside looking in. Sure, injuries and an untimely suspension had a lot to do with that, but there is still a lot more work that Phoenix has to do. The onus is on James Jones and the front office to ascertain both the needs listed here and any future or hidden ones to improve this team and get them to the promised land. Time will tell whether this offseason can be the start of that process. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the start of my three-point segment. Quick, direct, Bop, bop, bop. And now we can look at Phoenix with these three points and understand what we should hope that they target, what they possibly need to at least keep an eye on, and any moves that they make with those goals in mind. And just as short as that was, that is the quickest episode of NBA Today in its history, and it is still very young. 
Again, follow me at CorbinNBA on Twitter. Please do. I'd appreciate you. Follow HoopBall at HoopBallTweets, Hoop-Ball.com. Remember, mybookie.ag, promo code today for that 50% deposit match. And thank you all. Wash your hands. Maintain that social distance in everyone. And I'll see y'all later. All right, y'all. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.